0: hey there welcome to the courage cast my name is andrea crisp and this is episode number 35 During the month of February, we have been talking to women who have been willing to face fear in the midst of messy life circumstances, love and relationships, and today I'm chatting with Abby Patterson about her journey through divorce and how as a young woman, she is not being defined by her past, but instead is allowing her journey to help others see their way through one of life's most painful experiences.
1: You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week, we'll share real stories of influential women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, Andrea Crisp, life coach, author, and your secret weapon.
0: This episode of The Courage Cast is brought to you by something that is near and dear to my heart. It's my passion to empower women to live more bravely. Maybe you feel a little uncertain of how to move forward in your life and you're ready to reignite your confidence and change your perspective on what you're fully capable of. If you want to break free once and for all from your limiting beliefs to live your purpose, then I believe breakthrough coaching is for you. So let's have a conversation to find out what's really holding you back so that you can reframe your mindset and get the clarity you need to move forward, both personally and professionally. Let's connect at Andrea Crisp. As a young woman, I fantasized about meeting the perfect man, getting married, and then having the most amazing life. And then 20 years later, I realized that, you know what, things just don't always turn out the way you want it to. And isn't that the case for all of us? We have these dreams and thoughts about what our life should look like, and then one day realize that it's never going to happen the way we thought it would. And today I'm talking to a young woman who probably had that same dream and at 22 got married, but through an unfortunate set of circumstances found herself alone and heartbroken. And in our conversation, we are talking candidly about what it's like to realize our worth does not always come from being married or even carrying around the stigma of singleness or divorce. I am so excited for you to meet my friend, women's advocate and event planner, Abby Patterson. Abby, I am so thankful that you have joined me today on the Courage Cast. It is such a pleasure to have you. And even over the course of the past year where I've been able to get to know you, I feel like we have become fast friends. And I know that you are sitting in BC with your family ready for Christmas. So thank you so much for being on here today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Now, I know when I met you, it was about a year ago at a breakfast and at the time we connected and then we finally had a coffee date and just to learn a little bit more about you and your story and what you do. So just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: For sure. Um, So I am BC born and raised um, and I am currently living in Toronto, Ontario, but um, I am an event planner, uh, I'm a blogger, and I'm a women's advocate, so I'm involved in quite a number of different things um and I'm constantly learning new things and um yeah, and getting to meet new people and just really loving it.
0: Well, I'm really glad that you're here because I know that your story is so powerful and how you have been able to navigate your own relationships and as well as marriage and just sharing your story. I'm not going to give away too much before we chat about it. So I know that it's going to really affect the lives of those who are listening today. I'm excited. With this relationship series and kind of when I was thinking about what it was going to look like, your name popped into my mind and I was really excited to have you on because you have such a unique and powerful story, and I think it's something that women need to hear, I think are going to be encouraged by. And so, what I'm going to do is, I'm just going to kind of pass it over to you, and I just want you to kind of share a little bit of the journey that you've been on over the past few years.
1: Uh, for sure, yeah. Well, um, it's I mean, it's a long story, but I will, um, I'll put it in a nutshell. Um I am that perfect little Christian bubble girl. I grew up in, you know, in a small town with a great church. Um I went to a Christian high school the whole shebang. Um and I actually was uh right out of high school I started working at my church and I honestly that was my entire world. Uh it wasn't bad, it was just small. Um, at the age of 22, I actually married my high school sweetheart, uh, and it was fun. It was good. I was that girl that I—that's all I ever wanted in life. I wanted to grow up and get married and have my life and be a wife. And I—I uh, I didn't dream much more than that, which is humbling to admit. But that was my reality. Um, and unfortunately, after a couple of years, it Got quite bad. Uh, It was very unhealthy. There was a lot of neglect happening. And um, after four years, he left. And uh, I had been on a journey through that time with my own faith. And um, it brought me to this point where he left and I was completely broken, but I had my faith and it was more real than it's ever been. And so it was it was very tough but it was actually a really cool time of jesus and me just being together and grieving and that was that was how i walked through it all um and so yeah so that was a couple years ago and here i am now nearly 30 uh and god's done a really cool work um it's Yeah. It's hard for me because I was the biggest marriage cheerleader. I was actually a wedding planner. Uh, And so it was hard for me to actually walk through one of the very things that I actually judged the hardest and that's divorce, uh, especially as a a Christian woman. Um, But yeah, that's where my journey has taken me. Now, I know
0: that, um, we've talked about kind of a few things that happened along the way as you kind of were journeying out of your marriage. Tell us a little bit about what was that like in that time period for you, um, when you were thinking about, okay, do I stay? Do I leave? Mm-hmm. What was going through your mind at the time?
1: Yeah. Uh, so I, I fought hard. I fought very hard. Um, I, of course, did not want my marriage to end. I was, you know, going to work very hard to keep it together, which I did. And I'm I'm proud of myself for my efforts. Um, unfortunately, he had already kind of made his decision a while before all of this even came to the surface. Um, and so for me, it was a journey of learning who I was in Christ and my worth. Um, my worth as a woman, my worth as a daughter of God. And, um, yeah. And, and finding out who I was and what my limits were. And so, uh, along the way, there were definitely things that I, you know, I, I tried, I listened to all the podcasts. I listened to, I, all the audio books on marriage. I, I did all of it. Uh, and I, I, tried to implement it on my end. I learned my fault and my failures and I apologize and tried to fix them. Um, But again, it unfortunately, I don't know if too late is the right term, but um, he had already checked out. So uh, it was an interesting journey because I was that girl in the back of a conference or church and I was listening to a great sermon on marriage, thinking, yes, this is good. But then on the other side, thinking this is not working for me. So what do I do? Um, And so after a couple months after he had left, um, I had actually found out uh, that there had been unfaithfulness. Um, And I still had wanted to work through it until I found out that there was consistent unfaithfulness. To that day. And so I, that was when I decided for myself that I had to accept the fact that this was over. It was really hard. It was a really hard day. Um, But I just, I knew I had to accept that fact. And my sister in Australia, she actually offered to fly me out for um, a conference called Color Conference at Hillsong Church. And uh so I had this day had happened two days before I was supposed to go to Australia. Um so it was kind of this crazy flow of me accepting my reality, walking through that final and utter heartbreak of realizing my marriage was over, and then jetting off to Australia, which was totally nerve-wracking. And I actually dealt with a lot of anxiety, um, which I hadn't really experienced before. So that was interesting, Um, but I made it. I got to Australia and at this conference, I just, I remember feeling, I remember seeing certain people and for some reason looking at them, just, it gave me hope that there's more life, Um, whether it was the worship leaders that were just, you know, living their dream, worshiping the Lord, or it was successful um speakers, whatever it might be. And I remember the Lord saying to me, "You get to have marriage as God intended it." and you actually don't really know what that's like." And so it was this incredible infusion of hope into my spirit, and that's really what started my journey out.
0: Mm-hmm. That's amazing because I know that that would be a really difficult place to be to have uh, a thought of what you hoped would have been your life. Yeah. And then you're now kind of faced with a different reality and trying to kind of navigate that and walk through it. And your, your faith obviously played a huge part of that. And I know that there's some people here who would understand that, but there's many who don't. Right. And, um, And so for them, that kind of feels like a, you know, like, well, what does that even mean? Like, how Mm -hmm. would you explain maybe what that looks like just on a level that you are like, okay, how do I actually just walk through this?
1: Right. Um, Yeah. I've shared my story this way because I'll be honest. I don't think I could have gotten through it without my faith because I don't think I would have Had the strength on my own. Um, And so this is the way I share it. But I think that being said, I think we all have a lot more strength than we give ourselves credit for. And we are allowed to be broken. We're allowed to be a bit of a mess some days. And I think it's accepting that and it's gathering a committee around you, it's gathering a village around you so that you don't have to do it alone. Um, If you can't get out of bed, on a certain date that's okay <laughs> but make sure you have somebody that can call you and encourage you or even come over and feed you whatever it is like don't be afraid to kind of admit how messy it is to yourself and admit that you need help because completely for sure girls we can't get through certain things on our own and that's actually what we are here for Each other is to walk roads together. Um, yeah, I could I could not have done it on my own by any stretch of the imagination. And um, I had an incredible village around me.
0: How did that look for you? Like how did it all come about where all of a sudden there were these women who were surrounding you?
1: Yeah, so it was no secret that I was going through a tough time and that um things weren't good in my marriage. Um, excuse me. I uh had my sisters. I had my family. Um, I had friends and they would text me randomly. They would be praying for me. They would send me verses or songs. Um, worship music was actually a big part of it for me. I just, when I couldn't cope, I would just put on some music and I would just be and sit there and let words wash over me. Um, Yeah. It was a lot of just people calling, reaching out, texting. And I also had to reach out and text when I needed somebody. So there were days and I remember waking up one morning and I just was like, I don't think I can do it today. Like I'm done. This is it. I can't, I can't live. And, um, it just, I could not do life that day. And I remember messaging my friend and I said, I need help today. And she called me right away. It was like, Six in the morning or something, she called me right away, and she just prayed for me over the phone, and she just spoke life into me, and I was able to get up after that and it took it took a lot of effort, it took a lot of gusto, but I flung myself out of my bed after that, and once I was up, I was so much better um, yeah, so it 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 looks messy and it looks you know chaotic but you just have to kind of reach out and, and ask people to be there for you. But for the most part, I think we all have hopefully somebody that will be there for us regardless, but please don't, don't be afraid to ever reach out for help. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah. amazing like that you had those women around you
0: and mm-hmm. that you could rely on them.
1: Yeah. And
0: in that, even in the messy places, I think in relationships, we, we, have this tendency to want to put on our best face, even with our friendships. And so admitting defeat in any way feels like the worst because it's like, I don't want anyone to know about this, let alone, Mm -hmm. I don't want them to see me on my worst day. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the beauty of having, relationships and women in your life that you can count on and that you can really um, call when you need to. But you know, yeah. it's interesting because even as I'm saying that, and I'm thinking about mm-hmm. that, I want to ask you, like, how do you get to that point? How do you get to a place where the relationships are so strong that you can actually let them in on your worst day?
1: Yeah, that's a great point, and I definitely have an answer. And I think that's vulnerability. Um, it's being real. Uh, it's it's letting people see you're messy, and it's not letting everybody see you're messy. It's being wise with that. But but let people in. Let them know you're not perfect. Let them know that you know my sister walked through a lot with me, and of course, she is the safe place for me. So be wise in in the people you choose as your safe place. But, um, I also want to say, and this is a very strong encouragement, um, get a counselor or psychologist. I went through trauma processing with a, a psychologist and she just, it was the most healing part of my journey because she got me through the, um, the mental effects of the trauma because it is trauma it's a very significant life event. And so also not downplaying that. Um, And yeah, I also, um, one of the things I did too, and I had this happen to me, but I reached out uh, to a blogger. She had shared her story on her blog and I reached out to her because I knew that she would understand. And I honestly totally verbally vomited into an email to her and I said, I don't know what to do. I just found this out. This is my life. Help me. And she wrote back to me and she, yeah. And she walked me through things and she spoke life again. And she just was like, you are going to survive. You are a strong woman. You're a warrior. I promise that this isn't going to be your forever. And then just a couple of weeks ago, I actually started my own blog trulyabby.com. And a couple of weeks ago, I had a woman do the exact same thing and she wrote me and she just poured into this email to me. And I broke and I might get a little emotional. But it's because the fact that I had somebody like that on my journey mm-hmm. and I get to be somebody's person now on their journey is so humbling. So don't be afraid to reach out and don't, you know, let people see your mess, but also be wise about who you let in. Um but yeah let people know you're not perfect because they're not perfect either.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think when you get to a place where you are so broken it's it's hard to it's hard to fake perfect. Yeah, totally. At that point, <laughs> you, you may you may have the 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 market cornered all the other days of the year, but you know when it comes to something like that, it's hard. It's amazing to me that you had what you were what you reached out to. Was the same thing that has is now happening to you?
1: Yeah, and she actually asked me. She said, "How did you survive? How did you get through this?" And I responded. I said, "I did exactly what you are doing." I said, "I found a blogger and I wrote her," and uh, it was a significant piece on my journey. That's the power
0: of social media. Totally. And you know, there are so many really cool stories I hear that come out of people connecting over social media. And not all of it is just, you know, um, like my picture, you know, or follow right, me. Right. There are totally. so many great stories of, uh, of connection in that way. And I, I really appreciate also that you're talking about the fact that you went to therapy. What was that like for you in that process?
1: Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting to watch myself journey through that because the first day I went, um, I, I was a complete mess. Like, I don't think I got a clear sentence to this poor woman because I was sobbing the entire session, like hardcore sobbing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, so I was like, that was probably my lowest day but I was able to be there on that day, so that was great. And I just spilled the entire story. And then what she did was the next week, she asked me to bring in milestones, like write milestones out from our relationship. And that was a hard journey, but just you know, a couple of pieces from each year or whatever. It wasn't too much. And uh, so, and then I would explain them to her. And what she did after, and this is called trauma processing. It's a specific type of psychology. Um, I'm not sure exactly the language, but she ended up reading them back to me and telling my story to me. And as she did, yeah, it was, it was actually terrifying, but I closed my eyes and as she spoke and told me my story, I'd have different reactions in like in my body. Um, So I'd have pain in my head or I'd have um, uh, I don't know, an ache in my stomach or something like that. And I would have to tell her when things happened. And apparently they are all linked to different things. So the shooting pain that I had in my head was linked to anger. And it was so fascinating, but it was also hard and it was exhausting mm-hmm. because have to relive your story. But what it did was it started revealing to me that one, not everything was horrible. And also that I've survived and that, you know, I, I made it. And, um, and she would, she would say that at the end, she'd come to the end of my story and she's like, and now you're here and you can just be with yourself and you have survived and you are a strong woman. And it just was, it desensitized me to the trauma of it all. Um, not in a bad way, in a way of it actually caused me to face it and then work through it. Um, so yeah, it was fascinating, but it was so huge in my healing.
0: Now, how long did that process actually take you?
1: Um, so it was, I was going for three months on a weekly basis, I think. Um, uh, yeah, I think that sounds like a lot to me, but um, if essentially it was a three month total process with her from that very first day to the end when I was a completely different woman. Um, and I was actually like bouncing out of her chair to go start my new life. And it was crazy the way it worked. But um, the entire trauma processing, I would say it took probably four to five weeks, maybe. You said that... There came a
0: point where you were bouncing out of the chair. What happened? Like what was that revelation or thing that happened that all of a sudden everything was different?
1: Right. So um one of the significant points, um, I mark it kind of at the end of the journey. I was in Australia and there was a specific message that was spoken by Christine Kane, who is one of my heroes, and her sermon was how dare we think our inability affects God's ability? And she used the idea of Moses who complained that he had a speech impediment. So why would God ask him to go speak to the king to free the people? And it was fascinating because that can be applied to anything. But the way it got translated to me was, how dare you think your marital status affects God's ability to restore you and or restore your marriage. However, it does affect your ability to move forward. And so that was the day where I realized I actually needed to walk through a divorce. So before that, I was just going to wait it out. And I was just going to, if he was going to file, he would file. But um, that was the day I realized, no, I need to be free because God has more for me. And so I came home and, uh, I found out a few more things that were quite hard to accept that, you know, he was doing and, um, he was not living where I expected him to be living and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and so the next day after I learned that stuff, I woke up teetering between depression and excitement over my future. It was this very strange tug of war, um, And I remember thinking, you know what? I'm not going to decide today how I feel. Tomorrow's my birthday. I am going to start my new life tomorrow. And so I remember just kind of having a bit of an off day and uh, just let myself be in the funk of it. And the next day I woke up and I have not been happier since. Um, I don't know what it was. I just think it was an expectation. Of my future, there was hope. Um, I chose joy, and I chose gratitude that I was okay, and that frankly, I I wasn't harmed too badly, other than you know my heart a little bit, um, and yeah, that God actually has more for me. I was really excited about that, and so um, it was a week later I got offered a job in. Victoria, BC, and then that day I decided to move to Victoria, BC, and so it was this very quick. Um, suddenly, I had this new life starting, and there was a lot of healing that needed to happen throughout that new life, so to speak. But it happened, and I got to do it in a really beautiful way. Um, and so I remember sitting in my counselor's chair, and I was like, "So I got a job, and I'm moving to Victoria," and she was like, "What?"
0: Yeah, <laughs> and.
1: Uh, She was just, I, I actually asked her, is this too fast? Did I do things too fast? And she was like, it's definitely fast, but you did not shy away from this. And she said, you actually faced everything. And so no, this is good. This is healthy. You're good if you hadn't faced the trauma or the brokenness, she's like, I would probably advise otherwise, but you have totally bulldozed this thing and you are good to go. You know, Abby, as you were saying this, like
0: something struck me, like kind of just like, and I I was like, okay, I've got to, to say this because there is something to be said about how your journey unfolded in the fact where you said, okay, I went through the process and the process was arduous and you really, really were leaning into the healing of it. And you were putting yourself in a very vulnerable position with people in your life and with your therapist and, Mm -hmm. and it was tough. And I'm sure there were days that were a lot of tears and anger and all of the other emotions, the dark emotions, you know, the Mm -hmm. ones we don't want to have. And then you got to a place where it's like you then then made a decision. Right. And said, okay, now I've I choose joy. Which is so interesting because I think a lot of times we think, well, if I just choose joy, I'm just going to be happy. But we forget that when we choose joy, we also have to have already processed through the pain that got us to the place. Right. Because choosing joy is like saying, well, I choose happy and it's not happy or situational. Like I'm okay today. Right. It's like when you're like, I choose joy, it's like, no, I choose to be a different woman, a different, to, to carry this a different way now. Right. And that, that like hit me as soon as you said that, because I think for so many people, they don't want to go through the process of getting past the emotional part. They just want to get right to the I'm fixed and I'm happy and everything's great. Right.
1: Right. No, you, you definitely have to walk through. Um, so yeah, along the way, I mean, there's also forgiveness. So I, when, when this all happened, I knew immediately that I wanted to walk through forgiveness and that may sound a bit crazy, but i know what unforgiveness can do to a person and i've seen older women that have been hurt or divorced or whatever it might be and they it just wears on them if they haven't walked through forgiveness they're bitter and they're and i that was my greatest fear was growing older and looking bitter and looking rough and like life had beaten me And so I definitely, yeah, you have to walk through it. And I remember going through um, the anger period and uh, that was my least favorite emotion because other than, you know, keying somebody's car or knocking somebody out, you don't know how to express it.
0: And I love that you say that though, because it was there.
1: Yes, yes, it was totally there. And it was a solid, I'll be honest, I think it was a solid two to three weeks of it. Um and I was oh I was so fiery inside and I did not know what to do about it. And I remember talking to a mentor of mine and I said, I'm so angry, but I thought I had forgiven him. And and that may seem quick, but the reality is I I would speak it. I would speak, I forgive you, and I would in my spirit, understand that it wasn't against me. It was some issues that he had that caused him to make poor decisions. Um, And unfortunately, yes, I was hurt in the process, but it's not because of something I did um, or didn't do. And so anyway, I remember being angry and saying, I thought I had forgiven him, but I'm angry. And she said, hold on being angry doesn't mean you haven't forgiven him. She said, you're rightfully angry. What happened to you is wrong. You're okay to be angry. She said, forgiveness is simply remembering to let it go. And in her language, she said, and leave it at the foot of the cross over and over. So what that means, it's just like, it's just releasing him again. It's um, I've heard it in uh, the movie, The Shack, which is amazing. I've heard it said, forgiveness is simply letting go of his neck, like (laughs) stop strangling the guy. It's Mm -hmm. not, you know, like just release, um, release it. It's not your burden to carry. And um, yeah. And so I just, I remember being released that day. I remember um, being like, okay, I'm okay to be angry. I'm rightfully angry. Let's just figure out how to handle this emotion. But it doesn't mean that I'm a failure in forgiveness
0: and forgiveness like yeah you said is a process yes and it's um it is releasing ourselves of carrying that burden of yeah. carrying those feelings and those emotions and a lot of times people think well it's letting somebody off the hook right but it's it's not saying anything about what they've done it's just saying i'm no longer going to carry what you've done Right. And, and hold it against you. Yeah. And, um, and that is, that is an amazing thing when you can get to that place. Totally. Now you have been single for how long now?
1: Um, I've been unmarried for <laughs> three years.
0: Okay. So tell me what is the difference between unmarried and single?
1: Well, I have had relationships along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not that far out of a relationship right now. So I've only been single for a few months right now. Um, but uh, in the middle between uh, marriage and relationship was about a year um, or just over a year, I think. So, yeah. So talk
0: to me about a little bit about what it's like to be, and even, you know, kind of broad stroking, even when you were in a relationship, what is it like to be a single woman on the other side of
1: divorce? Huh. Um, I think a, a big thing about it is you have to really learn who you are. So that's one thing. I didn't realize how much um, my marriage had suppressed me. And granted, I got married quite young. So that was a big part of it. But once I got out and I got out into the world a bit more and I saw new things and met more people, I started seeing who I was becoming. And um, that was really incredible. So then I started presenting myself in a different way uh, to people and to men. And um, I, I have more confidence. I I'm, I'm okay by myself. So I had to go through a period after, um, when I moved of learning how to be alone, I moved away from my family, which people probably tell you not to do in this season, but I did it. And it was so healthy for me because I think I could have been kept in a, Oh, poor Abby. She's wounded kind of a, a state if I hadn't have left. Um, but I was actually okay. I had I had walked through healing and I knew there was still healing to come and I knew there were going to be milestones. But I was okay with that because I was like I'll just deal with them as they come and if I have to take a day off life then I can take a day off life like I just I need to allow myself to be in the moment but I moved and yeah I just I learned to be alone and I was okay with that and if that meant I was going to watch Netflix OK, If it meant I needed to sit and cry, OK. <laughs> if it meant I needed to go on a walk by myself or go for coffee or write, that was my healing. Um, or if I needed to try a new meal or clean my house or um, force myself to go meet somebody new, it, I just I let myself figure out what it is that I needed, and I was okay by myself. Um, and I started seeing the benefits of being. Single, such as not having to make meals for anybody, and uh, just you know, if I needed to eat crackers and cheese, I could eat crackers and cheese. Um, and so, yeah, so it's just I think learning to be alone and learning to be confident in who you are as a woman and that you have worth and you have purpose. I think that's huge because then that translates into every relationship, whether romantic or not.
0: So, is it safe to say you are a different? Woman than you were prior to getting married. Oh, a hundred percent! Wow, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And so, would you attribute a lot of that to the healing process in in just in really learning who you are?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, it was getting out into a little bit of an unfamiliar place because then. I learned who I was in unfamiliar places and I do well. Not everybody does. Some people, you know, you need to know this about yourself. Some people do need to stay close to the family. Um, and maybe even that's just for a season, but I learned that I actually do very well with meeting new people. And, um, I also, there are a few things I got to decide, like how do I want to present myself? And, Who do I want to be? What part of this new life do I want to nurture? And what part do I need to maybe, you know, be cautious about? Or is that a healthy personality trait that, you know, I should nurture? Or is it something that maybe needs a little bit more work? Um, Yeah. That's great advice.
0: I think that's great advice for women at every stage of life. But Definitely for women who are kind of trying to figure out who they are in this stage. Yeah. Whether it's um, coming out of a relationship, whether it's coming out of a crisis or really just, you know, trying to decide who do I really want to be. Totally. Makes a huge difference. So tell me like what's happening in your life now. What are you the most passionate about right now?
1: Um, yeah, so I'm in another little bit of a transition season and this kind of seems to be my cycle, but, um, what I do know and what was actually revealed to me in the last month while I was in Australia was that, um, there is such a need for, uh, for a ministry or whatever you would like to call it. To women in crisis, specifically relating to relationships. So that's where my heart is at. I want women who are in tough marriages to know that they're not alone and they're not judged. Um, I would love nothing more than to help those marriages succeed. Um, But if you, you know, you're not the only one that's wondering did you make a mistake? Um, Things are tough, things are hard sometimes. I would love to see more people fight harder for marriage restoration. Um, I also have a heart for women who are in very unhealthy situations and that don't know if they're okay to leave or if they're, you know, and I, I would never encourage the breakup of a marriage, but I also would never encourage abuse or um, any sort of, you know, that, Unhealthy situation, and I, I want women to know that they're worth, and I want them to be strong on their own um, and so that 's a fine balance because i I want marriages to succeed so much, um, but then women who unfortunately have to walk through divorce and separation I, I want them to know they 're not alone so my passion right now is to foster relationships with those women to know that they have somebody to talk to, that they can be real and vulnerable and share the ugly um, with me or hopefully with somebody else in your world as well. Um, but that's really where my heart is. And I have a um, desire to launch a website called the truly And it is going to be where you can find my story in my blog, but I'm hoping it's going to be um, I will have contributors that will share their stories, um, whether it's you know through loss or um, singlehood or parenting, whatever it might be. I want others to share their story so that those walking through tough times know that they have people to talk to um, and Yeah. We'll see what else it's going to be, but I'm really excited about it. I want it to be a safe place for people and, um, and also a place where they can come and ask questions and write us. Yeah.
0: That's an amazing endeavor. And I know that it will probably help many different women. And so I, I can't wait to see it when it's up and running. And like, if there are women who wanted to like, even get in touch with you now, how would they do that?
1: Yeah, um, they could email me at uh heytrulyabby at gmail.com or you could visit trulyabby.com, and um yeah. And you can write me there. I'm trulyabby underscore on Instagram. So yeah, anyway, those are ways.
0: I just want to thank you so much for sharing your story so vulnerably, for being real and transparent. I trust that this is really going to help the women that are listening to this. And so thank you so much for being part of the Courage Cast today. Of
1: course. Thanks for having me, Andrea.
0: I am so grateful for women who are willing to share their journey transparently and authentically. And I'm so thankful for Abby and for her just sharing her story with us and being able to encourage us that our self-worth is not wrapped up in the relationships that we are in. So if you find yourself feeling a little overwhelmed by being single, or you're carrying around the stigma of being divorced, or you're having difficulty in your marriage, it's okay. Life can be messy sometimes and that there is hope and that you can move forward and that you are not defined by the relationships that you are in. Now, if you want to connect with Abby or you want to hear more about her story, then head over to thecouragecast.com for all the details and today's show notes. And until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely.
1: If you like this episode of The Courage Cast, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. The Courage Cast is produced by Stephen Crilly.